Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. Welcome to episode 158 of the After Lodge Podcast. We're back from an uh, extended hiatus uh, with worshipful producer Bruce. Gentlemen, <clears throat> welcome back. And, uh, we also have Nick. Say hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. No, um, he's the only one who you know wasn't too cool to hang out with us. So. Uh, now Josh is calling me for some reason. Well, because he just called me and I didn't answer. Oh, because, you know, we're on the show. You think he knows that he was invited. Chose not to I, join us. I, I just sent him a text saying, we're recording the show, can't talk, and then he calls you. How brilliant is that? <laughs> so, we uh, we haven't been on the air in a couple of weeks. Uh, because you might have heard uh, my son decided uh, somewhat unexpectedly early that he was done baking in the oven and was ready to come out into the world. He was born uh, last week. Well, I think it was earlier than that now. He was born on the 16th. Uh, seven pounds. Healthy. Almost baby. two weeks old already. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he is he is making his father proud. He, he's a very chill baby. Uh, as I mentioned already once, uh, well endowed. I'll keep getting into that as we go on. Um, also, I should explain why uh, why I can't call him ass producer Nick because he didn't want to take the job. Uh, but the reason Nick is on the show is yes, my daughter sometimes comes into my office uh, and says goodnight to the computer because she thinks you guys are on here and she says you know goodnight Bruce and everyone else and, and whatever so she came in here and she says goodnight Bruce and Tony and Nick <laughs> and I was like oh well I guess if my daughter thinks that Nick is uh, Nick is one of the crew then he is so welcome to the crew Nick Thank you. I remember I got the text message from you, and I actually yeah. was driving or something, and of course I checked my phone, and I said, oh, that's so awesome, and I was like, ah! okay, I'll check that later, which is why I never responded, so my bad, I almost died. So, it's good that she included you. The uh, real reason, however, that she comes in here is to see if Bruce is on the laptop. Hmm. Uh, something we all need to talk about is the ridiculous little girl crush that my daughter has developed for Bruce. I had no part in it just because she calls me on her fake telephone at night to say goodnight yes. to me. Yes, she has a toy <laughs> telephone and she was talking on it. And then she, I, I look at her and so she hangs it up and then looks at me and says, it was Bruce. <laughs> Walks off. And she's all the time when my phone rings or whenever it beeps, she asks me if it's Bruce and to tell him hi. And when I go to Lodge, she asks if I saw Bruce. And she's very fixated. You gotta get her some um, friends, man. Dude, it's it's a thing with, with little girls. They get they get their man crush thing going, and and you never know who it's gonna land on. She'll be over you in a few months. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, <laughs> Plus, I, I I mean, like I had mentioned this to you in a text, but I'm very disappointed in your ability as a father. Like, if this is is what she gets the crush on, like. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, look at Nick. Look at how handsome Nick is. Hey, come on. Come on. The audience can't see me unless they're on the IRC. Yes, unless they're on IRC where we are live streaming again. Shout out to the IRC. Yeah. Ooh, there's a duck. There's Shout a it. Oh, there's a duck. A duck. See, I missed the duck because I can't get the window to stick on top. How many monitors do you have? Well, I, I have a laptop now, so. You still Just have the monitor one. to it. IRC. Well, that's uh, so as I was talking about before the show, uh, I am getting uh, getting evicted from this this beautiful space you see, uh, which was our spare bedroom and my office. Uh, now that my son is here, uh, the last show we opened with that Hank Williams song, uh, "Move Over, mm. Little Dog," because the big dog's coming in. <laughs> It's kind of like that, but the other way around. So I am selling this desk that I love so much, uh, this monstrosity of wooden beauty. And I no longer have a space for my ginormous computer and my three monitors and all of that. So it's all going to. And so I purchased a Dell XPS uh, to consolidate my entire office into this one small 15-inch laptop. Um and if you've heard anything about the XPS, you'll know why I'm looking down at you, even though my laptop is sitting like way up level with my chin. And it's because the camera on these things is at the bottom, not the top. I, I don't know why. So 
Uh, I am moving my books, Bruce, as I told you. I've got a large collection of, of Masonic literature that I can also no longer house here. So, I look forward the year to your massively expanded library. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is like 10 years of Scottish, Re Scottish Rite Research Society publications. Um, various books that I've splurged on at estate sales and eBay and wherever. Uh, some of which I've never even read because I have so many I haven't got to them all. Um, Nick, are you in the Scottish Rite? Yes, my dues are current, but it's the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction, which we all know how David Riley feels about that one. And it's in Massachusetts. I live in Florida, and I haven't checked out the Scottish Rite. Yeah, here. you should... <laughs> Check it out. More importantly, you should check out the Scottish Rite Research Society. Uh, and those of you who are listening who are Scottish Rite Masons, it's like 50 bucks a year. And if you're a member, every year you get a copy of Heritum, which is the annual pub publication that has – it's just a, it's a conglomerate of, of different essays, short and long, uh, written by the Scottish Rite Research Society's members throughout the year. Really fascinating stuff in there. And you also get one volume uh, that usually Art DeHoyos puts together. Uh, oh. So the $50 for just for the two books alone is, is well worth the cost. Uh, for instance, this thing, which you won't be able to see if you're listening to the podcast, but this is reprints of old rituals. I will uh, describe it. Right, Research Society. It's a red and, book and it's gold and shiny. Yes. I just got this earlier this week, so I haven't had time to dig into it. Um, but just going over the table of contents, you've got the, uh, the Mark Master Mason degree, circa 1804, Wigan ritual of the early grand encampment, uh, and a bunch of rituals that are no longer even worked by anybody. Like what? Uh, like the Grand Matre Ecosius or Scottish Elder Master and Knight of St. Andrew. Actually, I think we uh, still have that in the Scottish, right? Just not. Many people really do it. Uh, the old ceremony of royal arch exaltation. Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, there's. I, I'm really looking to tear into this. I just haven't had time this week. But I send in my $50 every year, and it is more than worth it just for the publications alone. There's also a quarterly newsletter that has different essays and stuff that's put together just by random brothers from all over the country, you can submit your own work if you want, and if Art thinks it's good enough, it might get published. So, that's my pitch for the Research Society. Um, so now, you folks in the Scottish Rite can't be as mad at me when I talk <coughs> negatively about you. Uh, so, that's what's been going on in my life. Had a kid, books, work, uh, what have you fellows been doing in the past two weeks since you haven't been recording the show? Since the last time we've been on the show, yes. <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 where to start? So, I mean, really, it's just, you know, just work. Um, I've been studying for this uh, MM coming up Saturday, our Lodge's annual... Um, I don't know what I can say, Arlen. Our our, our lodge's annual uh, event where we yeah, where we where dinner. we do some raising. It's a big dinner. Uh, it's a big thing. Yeah. A lot of visitors. And I'm uh, running that Saturday, so I'm 
And you got the food sorted out. Spare time to, uh, well, I'm still working on it. Apparently that's what Josh wanted when he was calling both of us to find out how much uh, meat we needed. As much as they have. Hmm. I should have just said that. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends on who it is. I mean, I don't want to get like a 53-foot semi-trailer <laughs> backing into the lodge. Beep, 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 got it. Dump it all at the side door. No, I, I, uh, I'm going to actually text Red since he will have a much better idea than me. Yeah. Well, so you solved that dilemma at the very last minute. Um, or one of your minions did. Uh, so when you guys were screwing around on Slack earlier while I was busy at the hospital, you know, baby, uh, mm-hmm. and somebody told my, my younger brother, uh, Brother Cubed, that while he was gone... Uh, from Lodge last meeting, the members took a vote and put him in charge of finding meat for this dinner. <laughs> yeah. And this kid went into like an abject panic. So he called like every conceivable person and place in town. Oh, no. He, he believed it? Yeah. He's, he, uh, he's, he's more gullible than I thought. Mm. So then when I told him that, you know, they were busting your balls, right? And then he's like, no. He's a good kid, or at least he's <laughs> getting that way. Great. Yeah, I was trying not to laugh. I felt a little bad for him, and I was like, "Dude, you you have to know better than that." Like, we don't, unless you're me, you don't actually get appointed to things when you're not there. <laughs> or Jason, we used to do that to Jason all the time. <laughs> um, usually, investigating committees. I was gonna say we usually did it specifically because he wasn't there, though. Well, yes. So, um, yep, that'll be Saturday. I intend to be there. Um, I could not get away to get to Lodge last week in spite of my efforts. Uh, my wife said she would murder me, and I believed her, so I didn't go. Um, I mean, the kid had been around three days. Like, what was there for me to do at that point besides change diapers? <laughs> I could have gone to Lodge, but she wasn't having any of it. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Oh, so we had a uh, we had a big, big important visit scheduled uh, to a Prince Hall Lodge on Wednesday, uh, the sixteenth or fifteenth, the night my kid was born, uh, and I missed that. And the hospital was literally like five or ten minutes away from uh, from where this lodge was, like in the heart of downtown. So we get there and. Uh, they they decided that you know we're gonna let things stall out. Um, so you're gonna you know hang out here for like four hours and watch TV and wait before we get the show on the road. So I thought it would be a good idea to bring up you know hey since you're just gonna be here watching Doctor Phil, you know I could just <laughs> head over across the bridge and be back in like an hour. Um, that did not go well either. I, I feel like it was a mistake to say that, Harlan. Well, turns out uh, women in labor aren't aren't reasonable. So, yeah, it wasn't well received. <laughs> and then Tony texted me to tell me that if I tried to come to lodge tonight, he would break my fingers. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife talked to him. 
but this is a big deal. Like I'd been planning this visit for a very, very long time. It was like the the culmination of a a sister lodge thing that we've had going on with one of the Prince Hall lodges, and I was like the guy putting it all together. I, I, I was in a suit, which was funny when you show up at the midwife's place in a suit and tie. Oh no way! You guys had a midwife's birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he did it. How did it go? It went fine, right? Uh, so it's what we did with our daughter too. Yes, my wife's a bit of a a bit of a hippie when it comes to child rearing and childbirth. So she's she's a nurse, so she has this whole idea that, which I mean, she's right um, that when you're pregnant, you're having a baby, like you're not sick, so you don't need a doctor because there's nothing to treat. Um, it's a natural process, and you should just let it happen unless something is wrong. Um, but yeah, it goes a lot faster. Uh, if you're asking how it went, in case your your significant other is considering this, uh, I thought it was a good idea, but she doesn't want to. Do oh, so it's a question of like ripping the bandaid off versus peeling it off ever so slowly. Oh God, which one's which? Um, so well, the midwives are. <laughs> so the midwives are the the ripping it off style. You know, it's I don't obviously think there's no drugs, and so it's it's a natural childbirth. So it's it's. I guess more painful. I wouldn't know. I've never done it, but it's also over a lot faster. Like when you get into epidurals and drugs, it slows the process down. Uh, to give you some perspective, my wife as a first time mother gave birth to our daughter in under five hours. And oh. typically first time moms, it's, you know, 12 to 24 or longer. So the, she did this first time then? Yes. And then the second time, our son was born from the time that uh, she actually went into active labor until I was holding him in my hands was two hours and 15 two hours minutes. And 15 minutes. So when you don't have the drugs and interventions and whatnot, it goes a lot faster. The second one, um, not the first one. First one was five hours. Sorry. Yeah. So then uh, also both times after the kid's born, you know, you're there in the room, like the delivery room for a couple hours while the nurses are coming in, checking stuff out, measuring the kid, what have you. Uh, and then they move you down to like the overnight room, which is on a different floor. And so my wife both times, you know, gets out of the bed and picks up her things and walks down there because natural childbirth, you don't have to just be on your back for the next forever. Like an hour later, you're up and walking around and able to do things. Sore, but you know, able to function. You don't need someone to wait on you. So, um, my wife's a champ, by the way. I I've been there both times. I've seen things, and I I can't imagine. <laughs> I've seen um, some things. Yes, but she she's done it both times. No no doctors. No necessity for all of that. I mean, there are doctors nearby, and they check out the kid and whatnot when they're born. But she doesn't have them she just has the midwife that comes in and says do this don't do this suck it up i've wow. pushed out six of these you'll live quit your whining um that's awesome yeah that sort of stuff and you know the, i think the kids are healthier for it i generally like the approach of avoiding unnecessary intervention mm. i do that in my own life but if i was also pushing something that size out of my private areas i would take every drug that somebody would let me have so Amen, Amen. <laughs> um, that's she is she's a pro um yeah so 
I, I'd do a pitch for the midwives too. If your state allows midwifery uh, and you're planning on having children, <laughs> you should at least check them out. I'm plugging a lot of stuff tonight. Also, uh, Kraken Black Spiced Rum. I'm drinking out of the glass that Red got for me. That is fantastic rum, and that is a sweet-looking glass. Yeah. I did this on the show a few episodes ago. I've still got some of that bottle left, if it tells you how much of a non-alcoholic I am. I'm still drinking off that one bottle. Nice. So, Nick, what's been going on in your world? Do you have a kid? I do not have a kid. We're getting married <laughs> later on this year, and I'm sure a kid is right behind Yet. it. Um, yeah, oh, right. Uh, crap, what happened the last two weeks? I do know. <laughs> we went to the lodge last night. The most successful lodge in South Florida, I think everyone would title them this. And um, you have dinner. There's cooks, like people who are actually chefs. It's really awesome. And actually, the WM was one of the chefs, but he's still cooking, even though he's WM, which is really cool and totally humble. Um, except I think Lodge was two and a half hours long. Because, so your wives and uh, significant others are allowed to come to dinner before Lodge. And then they do all these, you know, the lectures and stuff like that. And we always have a joke in the Freemasonry IRC or on Reddit or somewhere where it's like, what do Masons talk about? that George Washington was a Mason. So then David Riley and I are sitting in Lodge, and I promise the dude goes, tonight we're going to talk about how George Washington was a Mason. And David Riley and I <laughs> jump up in our seats, and we're like, wait, seriously? And he's like, and he's like, and he goes into this whole thing. I mean, it was a great thing. You actually learned quite a few things from him. Like, did you know he was WM and president at the same time? <laughs> but... Oh, that drives me so crazy. Yeah. But we had to hear about George Washington again. So I'm we like <sighs> It's not that it's bad to hear about, it's just that there there are other things in Freemasonry besides George Washington. Oh, oh, so the guy said so we're listening, we're all kind of like uh, at this point, and we're listening, and the guy says George Washington is literally oh, no, what do you say? George Washington literally fathered our country. <laughs> literally. <laughs> hey, hey, you saw the Washington Monument. I mean... Oh, uh, that's, well, penis. Yeah. Mm. Are we allowed to say penis on this show? Yeah, penis. I mean, I was okay. talking so, about my son. Yeah. So if you've ever met David Riley, who everything he speaks is like on some scholarly academic level, he's like, I'm sorry, what did that guy just say? <laughs> and I said, literally. But it was all good. We learned a lot of stuff. He literally bent the crown over and did what he had to do. And then <laughs> nine months later, here's America. America. Sorry. America. America. Yeah. So it was all good. But then they had a, do you guys do a mastermation re-obligation ceremony? Uh, we do. Uh, yes. Every January, the first meeting of the year, it's talking about where everybody assembles and, and redoes the ritual. You know, we've... Neither Dave or I have, have ever seen it. That was pretty cool. Yep. I don't know if all of the lodges here do it, um, but ours has since I joined. And so we it's one of those things we do because we've always done it. Um, and you know what's weird? That's one of those things that I just assumed every lodge did because <clears throat> ours has always done it as long as I've been there. But apparently that's yeah. not the case. 
So our lodge does a uh, a lot of things that other lodges don't do, like the chamber of reflection or hanging out after lodge, which mm-hmm. I was very disappointed to hear that that didn't happen at the last meeting when I was did. Here. I you stayed. Said, you said you were gone at like ten. Well, everybody else left. I was oh, just talking man. to the couch. Oh, I know why I wasn't it, here. What, what really sucked is we had that visitor. So, uh, uh, go ahead, Nick. No, I'll sorry. Tell, what I'll visitor? Story in a sec. What visitor? So, we had a trucker from West Virginia. Anybody who's been listening to this show for a long time knows of the past master and his exploits. His name—I don't want to say his last name on here—but it's a very distinctive name. From um, I, I don't. What would you say? Like Middle European descent. Yeah, I think like Eastern Europe, but yeah. Okay. Um, so this guy messages me. He's like, hey, I'm going to be in the area tonight. Can can I come by your lodge? And he uh, tells me his name. And it is like one letter off from this other guy's name. First name's the same. Second name is this really long, distinctive name. One letter off. I've never met another person in my life with either one of these last names. <laughs> and I'm, and you know, like, like my spider senses are tingling. I'm like, okay, so like, this is just him messing with me or whatever. And, and, uh, so we, we message back and forth for a few minutes and he's like, oh, I'm from, and he tells me where he's from. And it's like 20 minutes away from where past master lives. <laughs> no way. So I was like, okay, well, this is for sure just him messing with me. And it turns out it was not. No, nope. but he was a uh, trucker in town wanting to visit yeah. lodge. Yep, and uh, he was a cool guy. We uh, hung out and made friends. So was he like half-sack? Because I envisioned him being like half-sack. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a little nicer. Oh, Half-sack's a little grumpy just from his, uh, you know, the, the way he is. But So did y'all help him find some corporate company, show him some local hospitality? Um, the, the second one, yes. The first one, he uh, wasn't too interested in. He's a happily married man. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, <laughs> move so on. Your lodge got broken because Marshall or somebody had to take him back to his truck. Yeah, Marshall. Marshall was his ride, so they they kind of took off, and then it was me and uh, Jeff. So they they went to find some corporate company. Got it. <laughs> so. Well, um, yeah, this guy was in town in his big rig, and he wasn't going to be able to get that. He called me to ask because he got my number, I guess, off our website. Um, and so he asked if he would be able to get his truck into the lodge. And I was like, you know, I don't actually know. I've never tried to take something that big into the huh. lodge. So I called. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. I know just the guy to call because uh, Ask Producer Marshall drives a truck. So for like for a living so i called him and he was like oh god no you call him back right never mind i'll call him give me his number if he tries <laughs> to get that truck in there it's gonna be a disaster so uh i guess marshall got a hold of him and went and got him from a truck stop or something nice yeah so you guys lodge went on without me that's it's a little disheartening but at least I, after lodge didn't <laughs> i have to ask did you see the notes that the uh secretary took Oh, you mean this indecipherable mess of oh, stuff? Oh, don't right you do here. that. That is like the most detailed notes I have ever seen of a regular business meeting in my entire life. That is more than you would have taken, and you know it. Yeah, maybe. Who took these? Uh, Joey. Uh, 
Joey. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I haven't typed them up yet, but I have them in my why big you, pile of stuff. Wait, why do, you guys, why do you guys write notes by hand and then type them? Why won't you just type them up in the lodge? Well, I type them up. Because Harlan's the secretary and he wasn't there. Joey was filling in. He doesn't have... Got it. No, I bring my laptop to type on. <laughs> do everything. I would be lost without my without my databases and word processors and you know command terminals. Right. It's like a pencil. How do I use this thing again? Captain's chair. Right. <laughs> well, so this laptop has one actually. A pencil. I haven't used it yet. Well, it's got one of those like stylus things, but I've not used it. I mean. Not a pencil. It's apparently a touch screen. I figured that out uh, when I was trying to set up the show and my knuckle bumped the screen and it then closed the show and then I had to do it all <laughs> over again. Shut up. You didn't even know it was a... Well, I, I think I did know it was. I wanted the, the 4K screen and I wasn't paying attention when uh, that the 4K screens are always touch screens. So. Oh, did not uh, know that. Well, on, on the XPS. I don't know about other laptops. I have my heart set on this one because a bunch of guys at work have them and they love them and they've been using them for years. So I always take that kind of testimonial over anything I read online. Yeah, of course. Which was a little shocking because it's only in the past few years that I've heard people saying rave positive things about Dell. <laughs> eh, Enterprise-wise, if you get some of their enterprise, most of their enterprise stuff is actually really good. I've been a, a IBM and then a Lenovo guy for yeah. basically my entire adult life. Uh, every laptop I've had has been a ThinkPad until this one. And that's because the ThinkPad I wanted was going to be like $4,000. And I was just like, nah, forget that. Hmm. So. so I remembered why I wasn't here three weeks ago. Yeah, that would be the last time we recorded. <clears throat> Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> I was in Boston. I wanted to go visit my mother lodge. I was feeling a little uh, homesick. Lodge sick? Whatever. So I went to go visit them, and I traveled on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And I don't watch any sports, um, except like uh, Tour de France when it comes on. And everyone was like, oh, I can't believe you're traveling on Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm like, is that today? Where are they playing? You're like, that's football, right? <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like, you do know you're going to Boston, right? So... Had a great time at Lodge. I could go into that in a second. But after the Super Bowl, after the Patriots won, literally, we look outside, and we're literally doing it this time. Um, we see the entire city of Boston running like this was a Marvel movie or something. Everybody's running to the Boston Common. Screaming. Like just in the streets? Yeah, just screaming and going crazy because they won. And it's it's interesting because... <laughs> Everybody was running like nobody was walking, and it was really cold. It was like 25 degrees, and it was really late at night. I'm like, why is everybody running, though? But, yeah, it was it was a madhouse. And everyone's like, yeah, did you see so-and-so do something? I'm like, yeah, that guy. He really <laughs> did the sports well. Yeah. Uh, this is a bit of late advice for you, but if I was in Boston and I saw a horde of people running in the middle of the night in one direction, I would probably go in that direction too. Yeah, right. You didn't, and you just stood there. Oh, no, no. We totally went with them, and for some reason we oh. were like, we totally need to run with these guys. And then we're like, why are we running? And I had my GoPro with me, and yeah, everybody was screaming into my GoPro, like all these really, again, sports stuff. 
And yeah, <laughs> people are crazy. People are crazy. Yeah. I don't know. That, that strikes me as one of those situations, like if you see the gas man running, like don't ask questions, <laughs> just run. Just run. <laughs> um, yeah. So fun fact, recording in 4K, awesome. Uncompressed 4K, not awesome. That is. How'd you get like 36 fat. seconds? Fat, fat. Like if you compress and transfer it to your computer and you never want to edit it, it's fine. As soon as you want to edit it, you have to uncompress it. And I was like, oh, I used 250 gigs on a five-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute video or something. I'm like, all right, let's go buy a new hard drive. So I bought another 250-gig <laughs> hard drive thinking maybe it was just that one video. Then I was like, okay, let's go buy a eight-terabyte hard drive just to store this crap on. Yeah, there's still a place for the magnetic disc. Yeah. Like recording audio in RAW. It's just excessively bigger than it needs to be. Oh, it is. Like every episode of this show we recorded off that soundboard, like an hour-long show would be three or four gigabytes. That's crazy. Um, And it was just audio. Like it's not not even like now where there's a video stream too. Yeah. So... I got a so I backed up all the video to my Google Drive, which I pay for for a ton of space, and I get an email from Comcast that says you're about to hit your limit. Um, you're only allowed one terabyte of data transfer per month, and then we charge you ten dollars per fifty gigs or something like that. <whistles> yeah. So that video set you back a pretty penny. Well, if you call them and you like start crying to them, then they're like, "Okay, sir, we could." You know, wave it this one time. I was like, okay, that helps me part one. Part two, I really need to back up these. I think it was like two terabytes of videos now. So they're like, oh, sir, you're paying whatever, $60 for, I don't know, like 50 terabytes down, 10 terabytes, or 50 gigabytes down, or 50 megabytes down, 10 megabytes up. They're like, we could triple it for an extra $10 a month. I'm like, yeah, obviously. So these are, are these megabytes or megabits? That's a big difference. Mega whatever the internet's measured in. Uh, I'm presuming bits because if you have a 10 megabyte uplink, I need to move to Florida. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my God. My boss actually just got AT&T fiber into his house. They actually, he was the first one on his street and they actually dug up, he lives in a cul-de-sac, they dug up everybody's yard to his house to run the fiber. His neighbors were not happy. Well, I mean, some of them might have been because then they could get fiber and not have to pay to have the line installed. But they're all old people, they don't know. So now he has one gigabyte, one giga whatever, each way, right? He has one gig of whatever each way. Uh, it's a bit. It's a gigabit. Each way, I think he pays $65 a month. Yeah. That's that's craziness. That's ridiculous. Mm. Oh, what are you guys going to do when like your state washes into the ocean and all that fiber goes with it? Hold on. That makes me fiber. sad. We were supposed to be getting Google Fiber here and then... I don't know what happened. I think it just sputtered out and stopped. Yeah. Um, I may or may not work in an industry that might know some information on that. And I may or may not be able to say anything. But I can tell you 
wait until 2017, like Q3, there's going to be some cool stuff happening. Okay. That, I mean, that's all I've, that's all I can do is wait well, and deal with our crummy cable company, which came say, here know, from your place. I know big cable in the area fought them and there were, um, you know, I, I guess lawsuits prevalent yes. or something, but that got settled and well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Nick knows. There, there was much lawsuitery going on. Um, so much so that the cable company essentially plastered itself with the legal expenses fighting Google Fiber, and then sold out to Nick's cable company, huh. who then moved here and took over. And what luck! They're just as crummy as the old one. So, yeah. well, that's not a big shocker. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd never heard of Spectrum, and then Spectrum. Yeah, that's your cable company. My cable company is Comcast. Is it? Yeah. You must be in one of those parts of Florida that Spectrum doesn't own. Never heard of Spectrum in my life. Really? Really. Huh. Everything I could look up about them to figure out why they're so crummy is <laughs> like they're a Florida company. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that's why. That makes total sense now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're Charter, which is Charter is the parent company, right? Oh. I think sense. so. I get lost in the cable company mergers. Yes. Um, char char Charter is the, the big daddy. They own Time Warner and... Um, What's that other big one? Bright House or something like that? Bright House, yeah. So I'm uh, trying to find a way to parlay cable companies into why people should vote libertarian. Um, I've had actually a lot more success than you would think with that. When you're trying to explain why more hands-off economics is a good idea, you just start pointing out to people the cable company. And that's like something that everybody understands and can relate to. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what state sanctioned monopoly gets you. Your cable we're not company. supposed to vote libertarian because they're all crazy. We're not all crazy. Well, okay. Crazy. So most, most of them are kind of crazy. Like Gary Johnson caught a lot of flack inside our party because he wasn't libertarian enough. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. No, it's really so. He has some positions that a lot of people flipped out about. Like he thinks it's perfectly okay for us to have parts of the Civil Rights Act, Civil Rights Act that says that you can't just turn away anyone you want because they're a different color than you. I actually tend to agree with that, but when you get into the libertarian purism, that's not good enough because it's you know all government is bad. Oh, so. Yes, our candidates fight amongst themselves, just like Republicans and Democrats do about who's more conservative or more liberal. Mm. You know, you're a compromiser. No compromise. No compromise for you. I mean, Johnson had uh, several things that he caught a whole lot of flack for uh, because it was a little more mainstream and not anarchism, which they don't like when I do that either. Like I, I mess with my fellow libertarians here locally and I call them anarchists and they get all bent out of shape because that terminology doesn't fit like a glove. Yeah. And they come up with like these 30,000 different phrases I've never heard of. Like I'm a minarchist. What, what the hell's a minarchist? Like now you're just, now you're just making stuff up. Excuse me. There's like 22 different genders. Okay. People, yes. could, <laughs> they could follow this to whatever title a snowflakes want to use. Uh, no, I was at Lodge a couple weeks ago, and I was actually able to witness a Lodge arguing about raising dues. Mm. It was so fascinating. Really? 
polarized. That's not, that not the word I would use. Before you, before you tell us how this went, I want to speculate and see how close I am to the mark. Okay. So you had the master and the secretary and the treasurer and then whoever was with them. And the secretary probably had like some spreadsheets or maybe if it was real fancy, he had like a projector with like figures explaining like this is why we have to raise dues. And it, it made a whole lot of sense. Wait, were you in this? Like, like, like all, guys. All, all the numbers were there. All the math was was perfect. Everything. Yeah. It was very convincing. And then you had a lodge full of guys who probably never come to lodge who were just throwing seven different kinds of hell. And it, it divided somewhere along those lines. How how close am I to how this went? Dude, you're so close, man. It's like you were there. It's like you're. What was really cool is that on one side of the lodge, everybody was for it, and on literally the other side of the lodge, everybody was against it. But those people didn't know that we were even talking about dues because apparently we have to vote to have a discussion to vote on raising the dues. So you, we have to be like, all right, we're going to talk so, about So, so like you can't even talk about it unless the vote to talk about it passes? Exactly, which is okay. I mean, so uh, it seems a little. Hmm. So some guys were like, we need to charge thousands of dollars per year. Prince Hall is doing it right. Now I'm in Florida. You're not allowed to say those three words together. Like it just doesn't work. And then, and then the other guys were like, no, we need to lower it. It should be accessible to any man, regardless of whatever. And then some guys like, it should be a percentage of his income. And that just really made everybody against each other. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, screw that guy. You know, I've uh, I've evaluated that that makes a lot more sense than a lot of plans. Except it kind of it gets hit on multiple angles. Like number one is we always harp about Freemasonry, not being a religion subject for a different show. I'm sure. Um, and if you start charging people a percentage of their income, I mean, that kind of resembles a lot of religions. Um, and also like, how do you verify that? Cause you know, everybody's yeah. going to lie again that was just one guy and everybody was like hey dude screw you okay <laughs> shut well, up and sit down <laughs> I mean, if there was a viable way to do it like that would be the most fair um or so like the synagogues here in town uh mine in particular i think all of them do it they actually charge dues based on based on your age so like the older you are the more expensive your dues are i don't know how i feel about that how do you feel about well, that bruce uh um, huh? Because on one hand, it's like they've worked all their life, but on the other hand, they've worked all their life. <laughs> yes. So, well, it works. I, 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 if it's going to be tiered, I think it should be tiered such that the longer you've been in lodge, the less your due should be. So that seems. Well, I actually, I don't know, because part of me wants to say it should be the other way around in both cases, but then I think what? about it, and I'm like, no, that's not right either. So, well, I mean, if you put 20, 30 years of service in, right. into your lodge, and, and that guy should pay more dues? Well, so the logic is, and so this is why it doesn't work for the lodge. It works for synagogues, at, at least at least ours. So, like, the the idea is, if you if you go to, I'm sure it's not just Jewish religious centers. It's like this with churches and everything, too and lodges um, that it's more old people 
like the older you get, the more involved you become with the synagogue and the more advantage you take of like, you know, the softball team and the bowling league and showing up to this lunch and that thing and what have you taking advantage. So, so the idea is that when you're younger, you're raising families and so on. So a, you don't have as much time to take advantage of the amenities of the center and B you've got other things going on in your life. And then as you get older, those obligations theoretically lessen and you become more a part of the synagogue community. So you're expected to, and should be able to pay more. And that works for that particular setup because generally, you know, it, it fits like the older folks are willing to pay more money to be part of it. And if you want young Jews to be there, you know, you got to make it a little cheaper. They're just not going to bother because they're busy building their, their livelihoods and families. So that works there. I don't know that that would work in, in lodge. I think about our lodge where the older guys tend to be on fixed incomes and actually have a lot less money than the yeah. younger guys. But then if you did it the other way around, like you guys were saying where the younger guys pay more. And then as you've been in lodge longer, you pay less. Well, now you're disincentivizing the younger guys who may not be getting as much out of it as the older guys. Like, I feel like I enjoy masonry more and get more out of it the longer I've been in it. Okay, like, again. It's worth more money to me every year talking, I'm here. You're talking about age. I'm talking about time you've been a member. It's, right. It's a, that not necessarily overlapping things. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's something to consider, too. I mean, in our jurisdiction, all of those ideas are out from the get-go because we have a constitutional rule that dues must be the same for everybody. You can't have different tiers or classes of dues. Dues shall not be raised. Yeah. Um, our traditional observance lodge ran into that issue when we wanted to keep dues the way they always had been for the guys who never come and really want to know part of this and then charge the actual TO lodge dues to the folks who wanted to be, you know, active and part of the, the actual TO lodge. And we found out when we tried to do it, that you're not allowed to do that. Dues have to be the same. I don't know if how they do that in Florida. Hmm. No, they just, everybody gets paid the same amount. And if, once you're there for so many years, you don't have to pay it anymore. Hmm. Uh, like once once you're like a seventy, there's a dude. He just got his seventy-five year Mason pin. This dude is old. That is crazy. He's got to be at least ninety-six. Yo, and this guy is very well respected, and he has a voice. Man, because the lodge I went to visit, um, they recognize all the past masters, which is kind of cool. So if anyone's in attendance, and fun fact, they had, I think, nine past masters in attendance at a regular lodge night. So it was really cool. Not all from their lodge, but this guy, yeah, like 75 years, a mason from Massachusetts. He moved down. He's been, I mean, he's been literally everything on the planet. Um, really, really cool guy, though. That blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. I think he kind of described Captain America, who's he's close. Yeah, that's. That. I mean, that's that's pretty similar there. He's he's yeah. due up for his hundred year pin this year, is it? Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, I, no, I think he actually is about to get his seventy year pin though. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's and he's got that that raspy voice. He he always takes part in our Master Mason degree, and everyone always remembers that guy. Oh yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um. um 
So part, parts of me still tingle when 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 I think of him. Yeah, Group, <coughs> lodges uh, down there in Florida. They they know how to treat a dignitary. Um, Bruce, while you're still master, if you're ever going to go to Florida and visit Lodge, you should do it this year. Um, I went. I, I go to Florida lodges. Well, a lodge in Florida, uh, quite a bit, considering that it's all the way in Florida. Uh, once or twice a year, I visit Mocana Lodge in Orlando. Plus, it's also in Florida. Yes. Um, every time I go, so like when I was master of my lodge, it was like they rolled out like the trumpets and like the royal red carpet and the escort, and it, it was in it was like Florida? a huge deal. Yeah. Is it just because you were a visitor? Hold on. I think you, well, it was because I was master of my lodge, so I got to like sit in the the big seat in the east up on the stage with the master, and it was like a big deal. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Look at the face Nick is making right now. Oh my god! Like, it's not typical treatment. <laughs> I forgot we're on video. <laughs> uh, and then I went the year I was a Grand Lodge Oompa Loompa, and that that was something else. Where in Florida were you? Uh, I was in Orlando. Uh, Mocana Lodge. That's that's not a real no. That's not normal. Huh. I just thought all Florida lodges. Are, are you are you sure it was the correct fraternity, Harley? <laughs> yes. well, they were they were. Was, was there anything funny about the way they tried you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so it was a little odd. Yeah. Um. But you know, I mean, of course they were legit. Like they they. Like they were an international fraternity of, of dudes, and it's you know the the international free and accepted masons or something like that. It was <laughs> it was a cool lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're legit. They're good guys. Um, but yeah, they they really they really put on the the special treatment, and they're like one of those super huge lodges. So like they meet every single week and. Yeah, all the lodges made it. It's like always packed and dinner's always fantastic. And um they I just thought that all lodges were like that. I mean you so all of your lodges don't have like the the super proficient stewards and deacons that do all the flashy staff work and why why you gotta put me out like that? Like then someone in Florida's gonna hear it, then they're gonna say I was talking trash about them. No, no, I, I here I, I will default to my so I've only actually been to two lodges in Florida, like multiple times, but only the two. I've been to South Seminole and Mocana. Um, Are you sure they were regular lodges? Were they Prince Hall? Like, where were you? No, I, I think it's just I was in Orlando and you guys are somewhere else. <laughs> South Florida. Um, oh, I will right. say that guests are usually received in a more proper form okay. in massachusetts than they are in florida in my experience hmm. so actually i haven't been to a massachusetts lodge yet um i've been working on my my masonic passport uh trying to get all over the country a lot of new england i have yet to hit outside of you know pennsylvania of course um but florida texas tend to be the the standbys that i go to the most frequently uh, just because business takes me there frequently, so I get to go to lodge there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing like Dallas when I went there and then sat in lodge with a bunch of cops, and then like two weeks later, they're all getting shot at, and that was mm -hmm. kind of unsettling. 
Uh, one brother who is a listener of the show, um, also a police officer, all the shooting and stuff was going on, and then I waited for a few hours after it died down, and then I decided to text him just to make sure he's okay. Mm. And I didn't hear anything back. And then I'm like, oh, oh, shoot. So, like, a day or two goes by, and I still haven't heard back from him, and now I'm, like, digging through news and stuff, trying to find, like, the officers that were killed, thinking, like, this guy that I just hung out with in Lodge was one of them. Finally, he texts me back, and it's like, oh, uh, sorry, I, I didn't have my phone on. I was on vacation with my wife, and he holds up, like, a picture of him with Goofy because he was in Disney World. Oh, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's I nice. was legitimately worried about you, asshole. Uh... But yeah, some of the guys that I went to lodge with were like all tangled up in that. So um, <laughs> wow. none of them that I met that night were injured or killed. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's it's cool to to go places, uh, other other jurisdictions, because when you're traveling from far out of state, everywhere I've been, like I've been treated like some kind of celebrity, and you know my ego really enjoys that. Yeah. Right. Um, Sadly, I don't know what it'll be like the next time I go because I'm not like anything important anymore. I'm not a Grand Lodge Oompa Loompa. I'm not the master of my lodge. So mm. I don't know if they'll just, you know, have me stand up and say hi and then sit back down. Say hi. Yeah. Oh, so. Oh, that's another story to tell. Man, I feel like I'm his like manager or something. So whenever you're a visitor in a lodge in Florida, they say, you know, approach whatever approach the east or approach the altar and you um the master comes down and says welcome to our lodge here's a pen and no one ever has a pen to give the master when they visit it's normally just a one-way thing in my experience but of course david riley has all these yeah. really fancy pens so you're supposed to have a pen i you don't visit a strange lodge without taking a gift what's wrong with you people exactly that's proper so david so uh, last night at Lodge, so David Riley goes up there and they give David Riley a pin, and he goes, I'd like to present uh, a Lodge pin for my mother Lodge chartered 18 blah 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 under the... And he goes like the full title, like no one ever uses the really, really long title. Chartered under the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts under the blah blah blah, under the blah 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 blah. And his master's like, so I get a pin? What? <laughs> he, he was so happy for this pen, which was really cool. Because hey, we don't do it that much. Pens are like uh, catnip or dog treats from Mason's <laughs> pen. Yeah, like yeah. Stuff people will go through here to get another pen. And, exactly. and I've been I've been equally guilty of this. Like, there'll be some Grand Lodge program, and I'll be kind of snickering with the guys on the sidelines. Like, here's some other shtick. Look, look, look how dumb this is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you find out there's a pen, and it's like, oh, no. Time no, out. How much do I got to pay? Yeah, right? Yeah. I just, what are the requirements? I have to jump through how many hoops? Yeah, I just want to. I want to see if Dumbfounded, uh, which is the username of a gentleman on the IRC, is listening. Speaking of pins, he owes us all a bunch of pins, and we're waiting for them. Oh yes, okay. uh, that thing that I'm not taking part in, and oh yeah, how come? Uh, I kind of wish I was, but I missed it because you guys are all on Facebook, and I don't get on Facebook that often. Um, how did that hangout go? By the way, I know you guys had a uh, IRC google hangout thing so you could all look at each other's ugly mugs how'd that go good now it's it's always cool because you always get to the point it's funny because a lot of us work in it but we always get to the point 
where uh, we end up talking shop anyway. But it was cool because you, you know, you talk to these people, I don't know, five, ten, twenty hours a week or something, and then you see them, and you're like, oh, oh, that is not what I expected you to look like, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and one of the guys, uh, Lewis, whose name is not Lewis, uh, he was he was like completely drunk on the, <laughs> and it was just so great. Because I've never seen a drunk Jewish person like that. I I don't know. It was just wait. You I, did this on Thursday, didn't you? Maybe. Why okay. is he in trouble? I don't know. Well, I was thinking uh, like the Jewish guy. If it was Friday, of course he was drunk. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jewish Jewish joke. Yeah. Hey, come on, man. That's like the it's the best part. Best part of Sabbath observance is to overindulge in wine and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. It's part of the religion. There's there's nothing better for a man than he should eat, drink, and enjoy the fruits of his labor. That's right. That's Friday night is four. You eat until you feel ill, and then you drink until you can't stand up, and then you you say the Shema and thank God for all of it, mm. and do it again the next week. Oh, somebody just reminded me that uh, Trump's speech is tonight. What is he talking about? Yes. He's talking to Congress? He's addressing the Congress about what I'm not particularly sure. So I've been on a news fast for the past uh, well, six days now. Wow. How do you do that? Fantastic. Not a complete news fast. So I'm still listening to like traffic and weather and the local stories about the Girl Scouts and how much money they raise on their cookies and all that. Basically, it's a, more of a Trump fast. So like anything I see that pops up that mentions Trump or anything to do with like national politics or this administration, I just swipe off and don't read it. Huh. And if it comes on the TV, I change the channel. It's an experiment I've been doing to see like how much better I feel. And it's been almost six days now. And let me tell you, it's fantastic. Hmm. Um, so I watch the local news and I, I hear about, you know, what's going on in my town, stuff I actually care about. And then when stuff starts going into the partisan stuff with protests and Trump and walls and whatever, I just go on to something else. And I have been remarkably more chipper. Yes, but Arlen, as, as someone who thoroughly enjoys telling people how wrong they are, you have missed out on a lot. On a lot. But well, it's only been five days, fellas. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on the brink of extinction at least four times in those five days. Yes. Hey, I mean, come on. We had we had Ronald Reagan. If you want to talk about the brink of extinction, that was like every day. Man. Because, uh, you know, nobody knew if that cowboy was crazy enough to actually push the button or not. That's funny. Like, is he actually crazy or is it an act? We don't know, but we're scared. <laughs> I, I really want to continue this argument, Nick, with uh, me and you against Harlan on this, but I feel like about another thirty seconds he'll like start actually defending Trump. So we should probably go ahead and stop now. Don't don't do that. Stop it. I actually I have a Google Home. It's like the Amazon Alexa, and every morning I ask it to tell me about my day, and it reads off my Google Calendar, and then it um, you pick which news stations you want it to to give you the quick headlines. It's actually pretty awesome, and then I keep having to cut. Um, company whatever news channels off it because it's like all right all they do is trump 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 i was like all right i'm tired i've heard everything about trump 400 times and so now the only people are on there are bbc and it's like the kangaroo is almost extinct we bombed <laughs> 600 people <laughs> i renewed i renewed my serious xm subscription today um 
Mr. Moneybags over here. Oh. Yeah, well, actually, uh, if right. you want a tip, you don't renew it. You call them to cancel, and then they offer yeah. you some ridiculous like $2 a month rate. <laughs> uh, every year. But so I got it renewed, and the only reason that I have that is for BBC America because it's the only news channel that I can tolerate listening to in the car. And sometimes it drives me crazy because it's stuff about the, you know, the, the African wallaby or something. And, and you're like, that's cool. But uh, you actually get like international news that doesn't always involve Trump. Right? Because it's like, wait, states, it's impossible know to escape. Al Jazeera is a thing, right? <laughs> you should definitely uh, yes, check them but, out because wait, um, wait, I fly a lot. And I don't want to have to deal with more hassle with airport security, so I don't... Just because you have... Al Jazeera. <laughs> you laugh. Oh, the amount of people... I was going to say, that, that should not be as funny as it is. It wasn't amount of, funny, but I'm glad you were amused. The amount of people who find it... Who actually think that Al Jazeera is like a Middle East Islamic shooting agenda... Uh, Sharia law website is like 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 ISIS news. Exactly. No, they really believe this. They're like, no, why are you listening to news from over there on that side of the world? Like, and, and you know what? Everybody who believes that has never listened to Al Jazeera. <laughs> yes. Oh, so I have. I just don't oh. make a regular habit of it because I don't want to end up on a list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's the only place you can go to get the actual story of what happened somewhere. Like when I was going on those rants about how crazy it was that. Like the Jordanians were just bombing the daylights out of the Syrian countryside after they set that pilot on fire. Yeah, you didn't hear about that on like any other network. But oh, right, Al Jazeera right. was talking about it, and I think yeah. you didn't hear about it on other networks because they didn't want to be embarrassed that the Jordanians are doing more to fix the problem than anyone else. Yeah, right. Well, they were. I think they made their point and then went home. But, uh, yeah, Trump is possibly the most talked about person in the history of the United States. It's crazy. It's a disease because we can't stop talking about him. And yeah. but but we want to stop talking about him. Yes. But it's like a train wreck. You don't want to stare but you can't look away. It's it's like the greatest joke in history because all we do is talk about him. Yeah. Even if nobody wants to talk to him. But hey, so that so that segues to a question I have. Are Masons allowed to protest? That's a very good question, considering that whole thing about paying proper respect to the civil magistrates and whatnot. Are, are, are you asking about doing it as Masons? No, I think that's as, definitely as, out. As, as a person. Well, I think as a person. Okay. I think doing it as a Mason. Is, is it? Well, it, it, well that's so, a, so it, is, it is incorrect if the Grand Lodge disagrees with you. And I say this because our Grand Lodge was really tangled up in that whole in God we trust on our money thing like 50 years ago and they did it officially as the Grand Lodge and uh, they've been involved in a couple of other things with like the flag and whatnot and they're like political issues. I wasn't alive nor was I a Mason when most of this happened but mm. I know a lot of guys that were. So apparently that's cool but if your lodge wanted to act as a lodge to do something that the Grand Lodge doesn't agree with so in other words it doesn't fit the conservative Christian agenda uh, probably not. So we can't say that the after lodge lodge is protesting blank 
but can we wear a bunch of square encompasses and say we're protesting against blank? I again, uh, where we live, I wouldn't do it be, unless you're protesting against you know a Democrat that wants to have abortion clinics or something. <clears throat> if it's anything that doesn't follow that typical conservative Christian line, you're you're gonna get in trouble for it. Hmm. Because they had a protest, a Trump protest, um, near Trump's house because Trump lives like. 30 minutes away from me and eh, like 40 minutes away in Florida. And, yeah. And I was not protesting. Okay. I was at a protest. There's some crazy people there. Like there's some people that are like legitimate, like guys, here's some like things. And you're like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. And then there's women saying, stop stepping on my vagina. And Were, they just like, hats? Were they wearing the, the hats? Wait, the yarn hats, the, the vagina hats. No, it was it was like made out of yarn or something. Oh, like it no, was a hat. But like they I've been trying to get one of these vagina hats I've been seeing, but I don't know where to find them. Why do you want a vagina hat? Well, because has anybody ever called you a dickhead? <laughs> like every day of my life, yeah. Okay, now if you were wearing that hat, would they still call you that? No. All right. So I want one to wear to lodge. That question is too philosophical to <laughs> for, for me to answer. I need David Riley here. David. Right. Right. <laughs> I want, he is, I want he is to, the most qualified to answer this question. I want to get one for Bruce so he can wear it while he presides over the lodge. Oh, man. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> hey, do you guys? It's not exactly Bruce? a phallic symbol, so I don't know. Mm. Bruce, are you allowed to buy your own hat when you become WM? Oh yeah, like and it lodge reimburses it. No, 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 no. That's a definite no go. Oh. Why? How much is a hat? I mean, granted, our hats are expensive. Well, in Massachusetts, so Bruce, but... I think I told you you do have the uh, our, our discretionary really fund at your disposal. Things uh, you definitely have never told me this. You have never <laughs> used those words in that order in the entire time I've known you. No, no, I did because because Please it's go a, on. No, it's so it's actually. So it's not actually a joke, but it's a joke. And what I mean by that is our bylaws have a master's discretionary fund. It is $25 for the year. <laughs> um, that's, the, that's the part that makes it a joke. Yeah. That's the part that makes it a joke because that was written in like the early 70s when I guess $25 might have been enough for the master to do something with. Uh, and it hasn't been changed. So according to our rules you can spend $25 of the lodge's money on something. Hey. So there you go. Uh, it's designed second. to be used to help out a brother who might okay. need it. I'm searching vagina hat on Amazon I'm right now. Dude, that's literally what I'm doing. That's not a... Can you, can you sort by under $25? <laughs> oh, no, this is the hat they had on. Ah, see? See, it's the vagina hat. Doesn't even look like a vagina, though. <laughs> He's studying very closely. No, but this is the hat they were all wearing. Yeah. Huh. Those nasty, nasty women. They were really Nick, mean. wearing a vagina on your head is more about a metaphor of wearing a vagina on your head in so much as wearing something that looks like a vagina on your head. Yeah, right. So I feel like if a man wears it, it, it doesn't mean the same thing. No, I feel like that man would get a lot of uh, angry things thrown at him. But 
then he would be achieving his ambitions of you know wearing a vagina on his head mm. so um oh while we're using uh appropriate terms for uh personal anatomy uh I had no idea how much it freaks people out when small children use appropriate terminology. So my daughter describes her vagina as a vagina, right? Like Oh yeah, no, they're they're supposed to have those like super that, PG Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like like, like PP and, and Yeah, so my wife is a nurse, right? And and we've agreed as parents, like we're not gonna play those games. Like right. call it what it is. That's like uh -huh. the correct term. And so it it really messes with people when she says that. Yeah, that grandparents and stuff lose their minds. Yeah, that's and a little I never intense. thought that it was that big of a deal. And then, especially like the so the like as as you guys know, a large portion of our families are like devout Christians of one stripe or another, and they're the ones that are the most freaked out. And because, you know, there are times when she's trying to tell you, usually involving potty time. I mean, you can imagine reasons why, like, a three-year-old would need to, to say that. So, but, wait, wait, wait. Does she say, Daddy, I have to go potty? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good question. You did just say potty time. <laughs> yeah, so, like, 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 you don't use the, uh, I don't know, urinate or... or what else? Or, well, I mean, what else would you use? Like, she could Dad, say, I, gotta, I gotta take a leak. No, <laughs> so, is, that, is, that, is that out? <laughs> so, she's, she started to say bathroom now, but... Early on, she didn't because I think it was confusing because she's like, "I'm not taking a bath. Mm. I'm going to use the potty." Um, I mean, what, what else are you going to call it? A commode, a, a toilet, I guess. But your parent, your daughter trumped you, and you're like, "I I, I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> Daddy, look, Dad, you go and figure it out, and then you oh, let me know when you're ready. You know, okay? She trumped me the other day when it was time to give her brother a bath, and like I'm sitting here in this chair, and she comes in and says, "Daddy, his water's ready. It's time to give him a bath." I'm like, okay, I'm working on something. I'll be there in just a second. Like, no, you have to get up. Focus, Daddy. Focus. <laughs> okay, so that's my awesome. not even three-year-old just told me I need to focus. I guess I'm going to go give her brother a bath. Now. Oh, that's awesome. That is so, so great. Yeah, she's a very, uh, very articulate child. I know you don't get that, Bruce, because she never actually talks to you. Uh, no, I, I don't believe she's ever actually said a word to me, ever. Yeah. But I, well, she just cheeses up like she sees you and then just puts on that cheesy grin and like <laughs> doesn't talk. That's awesome. But then when you're not around, she talks about you. She's very articulate, is what I'm getting at. And so us talking about the hats made me think of like the uncomfortable family moments. Like grandma's like, you can't say that. And then my wife and I are like, hold on, hold on. Yes, she can. We're not gonna use all of the cute phrases because that just just potty. Well, what else do you call it? You're potty training. Like, you don't toilet train a child. Who says that? Well, I mean, adults say go to the bathroom or use the restroom. Well, I yeah, that's what I say to her. But like, when you're talking about the the porcelain pot, what would a child call that besides a potty? Toilet. A toilet. Okay. Maybe I'll work on that. I, I don't know. She kind of <laughs> comes up with things on her own, but. Hmm. Um, I just enjoy watching my daughter make people extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I don't think they're uncomfortable. I think they're just confused. Well, they're, they it, it's like it's some kind of vulgar term. And like, I'm sure my son will be the same way when he says penis and everybody's like, <gasps> like what, what? It, what? 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 Everybody's like, you know what that is? 
How do you have this forbidden knowledge at the young age of three? I mean, well, everybody's the got these silly things like hoo-hoo and tallywhacker, and you're like, what? What is that? Like, why, Italians why use the you... word uh, "baby fish." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what do I do? I, I guess it's okay. Anything but tallywhacker. That one is. Uh, that's that's dirtier. Like that's. I, I know. Worse. I feel dirty just saying it. Like I don't know if you can tell I'm turning red when I say tallywhacker. <laughs> like there's nobody that word's appropriate for. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need to put that one in the back of my head to use at Lodge at some point because it it has some real shock value. Matter of fact, I almost feel like we need to edit that out of the show. <laughs> but we, as ancient Freen accepted it, tallywaggers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe if we can get somebody to start knitting uh like like penis hats for us to wear, we can start a tallywhackers group and we can be you know, so the free and accepted tallywhackers. Isn't, isn't that essentially what my Abe Lincoln hat was when I was master? Like, well, I mean, we all top hat. We all knew what the euphemism was. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. You, know, you have a tall hat. Everybody in that lodge, Nick, knew that Tarlin Harlan had the tallest. Shit had the longest, blackest hat in the in the in the building. That's right. And no one's gonna forget it because nobody else wants to wear that hat. In the building where he's the only one wearing the black hat. Right. <laughs> Except Steve. Uh Steve, our our Steve. honorary member, brother, master of the lodge down south of us. Uh he has taken the top hat, the industrial era steam pipe, super tall top hat. I'm a little sad about it because it looks so much better on him than it does on me. Yeah, I'm. I'm for some reason I'm more than okay with him wearing it. I don't know why. I, I, he put it on like when he was installed, and then I was immediately depressed. I was I was like all excited because I'm like this dude. He's I've inspired him because he told me he was getting the same hat I had. Mm. I was like, yes, we're starting a trend. He's gonna wear this hat. I have started something, and then he puts it on when he's seated in the east, and then I'm just sad because I'm like, oh, he looks so much better in that hat than i did yeah like it's so good that hat is just him now like that's that's his no nope. it is like that's his it. trademark whenever whenever i wear it because i still have it nobody's like, gonna remember harlan wearing that hat yeah i still have it when i do degree work <laughs> and stuff like when i preside in the east i still wear my hat and i'm waiting for the next time i do it and everybody's gonna ask oh look you got that hat just like steve he's a cool guy ain't he <laughs> Oh, man. and you're gonna wear it to be like Harlan? Why are you copying Steve? Like, yeah, like, 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 why you gotta do that, Harlan? Come on. Let's let Steve let Steve have it. <sighs> well, I uh, one of the things I learned from our Prince Hall brothers of late is uh, not to wear a top hat to their lodge. Um, why would like, you wear a top hat to somebody else's lodge? Well, no, not like in the lodge. Just like you know, you have a suit. Sometimes you wear a nice hat to go with it. It's fitting anyway so why are you wearing a top hat in public <laughs> well if you're wearing a really nice suit bro <laughs> because i'm a hipster can, can you even wear it in your car yeah no. you put it on <laughs> that's what you don't have, you a have to take it off before you get inside a building oh this is a low door i gotta take this off yeah. <laughs> what's the mover for like if it's not for your hat? <laughs> i thought that's why they put those in cars so like your hat didn't squish up against the ceiling a real thing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. If you would have a hat-shaped hole cut in the top of your car, I would pay for that, Harlan. <laughs> I mean, hey, 
<laughs> I might as well since you know it leaks every time it rains now. So uh, oh, yeah, no. why not? Um, no, I. I've worn like a top hat with a tuxedo or, or occasional like really fancy lodge visits or whatever. And uh, I was like, I'm going to a Prince Hall Lodge and I'm thinking like all of these stereotypical like black guy in a tuxedo with a hat with a top hat things come to mind because I am a closet racist, as you all know. So that that went straight through my head and I'm like, I'm going to be perfectly in place by wearing a top hat. And fortunately, uh, Robert, a, a guy that we met from that the lodge we were visiting uh he's like a big historian and he advised me that in the prince hall lodges here anyway only the grand master wears a top hat like everyone else wears that solomon's crown looking thing with like the square on the front if huh? you have a the top hat's only for the grand master so like a master of of his lodge wears the the felt looking thing like bruce the, the one that you wear it it, it, it kind of looks like a crown. Usually it's blue. It has like a square sewn on the on the front of it. So you wear that. You only wear a top hat if you're the grandmaster. So I'd be somehow disrespecting. So like when you leave the lodge, like everybody might be wearing a fedora or a trilby or a derby or something, but nobody wears a top hat except for the GM. So yeah, the more you know. Y'all, y'all have some weird hat rule. I mean, granted, the Grandmaster of Massachusetts has the tricorner hat. Kind of looks like a samosa. The George Washington hat. Yeah. Mm. Is there a lecture about how George Washington wore a hat like this? Wait, was George Washington a Mason? You didn't know? Nick, <laughs> George Washington literally gave birth to the United States. <laughs> and Freemasonry. Literally. Literally. Also Freemasonry. <laughs> yeah, that's why his picture is in like every lodge. Fun fact that we did learn, and I, I, I got to give this guy credit. We did learn a few things. Um, and I kept, like, he would say something, and then I would look at David and wait for David to, like, nod yes or no. And be like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to disregard that fact for the rest of my life. Um, whenever there's a new grandmaster in Massachusetts, there's an there's a vase, there's a vase, 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 whatever, made by uh, Paul Revere that has a lock of George Washington's hair in it. And the Grandmaster carries it the first time he's elected. That's kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. That's yeah. I mean, like that's oh. like some, some shrunken head of John the Baptist type stuff that we get accused of. That's, that's weird. That is weird? Yeah. I'd be like, oh, Harlan died? Look, I know this is a hard time for you. Can we have a piece of his hair? Yeah, it's just, I mean, like the the vase being made by Paul Revere, like like that's cool. I could see that, but like the hair thing is, that's just, I don't know. There's a line somewhere, and I feel like that's on the other side of it. <laughs> that's on the other side, way other side. But then again, like you know, Albert Pike's dead carcass is buried in the walls of the Scottish Rite Temple, so we do weird stuff. Oh, is it? Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, he's like interred behind this like wall. There's like a monument there and like oh. a special stone, and it's like Pike's behind this stone. It's like in the wall. It's not like in the floor, like you're thinking. It's in the wall. Huh. Yeah. Um, it's it's an oddity. Hmm. And and it's the one in D.C. By the way, not the one here, because that would be even more weird. <laughs> Yeah. Um, here, the only bodies in the wall at the Scottish Rite are, you know, 
the protesters outside the temple. Yeah. You ever see any protesters outside the Scottish Rite Temple? No. And now you know why. Mm. Why would why, who would? I'm I'm starting to get to the point where it's like at first it was cool when you're like a new Mason and everyone's like, oh, you guys got the secrets. Oh, you guys are taking over the world. And you're like, no, wink. You're like, did you just wink? No, what are you talking about? Wink. You know, now it's like, look, dude, if you, if you really knew what happened at these meetings, bro, you would not be saying this type of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, you, you've got to perpetuate the myth because it's like, if people really knew the truth about us, you'd never tell anybody you were a Mason. But, but, but why? Why why do you do that? What why? So what do you guys do at Lodge? Oh well we uh we argued about forty five minutes if we should pay more than twenty five cents a day to be a member of the lodge. Um we ate spaghetti, it was nice. So and so's wife cooked it. Great, a little hard, but it was good. And then we uh debated about whether we need to pay the electric bill, which of course we're going to because it's the electric bill, and then we went home. Yeah, masonry. Wait, no. I mean, we came up with a bunch of new ways to take over the world. <laughs> masonry. <laughs> Taking over the world. Yeah. One cup of coffee at a time. I hung out with some old guys. Our chairs are really small, so since all of us, all masons are kind of big dudes, you kind of have to argue over who gets what arm <laughs> rest. Yeah. Is it like that in your lodge? <laughs> well, so our lodge is newer. Like, our lodge was constructed in 1984. Uh, so it's a baby lodge, clearly, and um, our our theater seating was installed in the '90s, and so it is significantly larger, like the seats are, than you would find in most old lodges, mm. where you know your average man was like 140 or 50 pounds, and yeah, that was deal. Uh, it's we've. I like to visit. We've got one lodge here in our district uh, that is older than our Grand Lodge, and what? Yeah, how is that a thing? Well, because outside of you know, outside of Pennsylvania and the other thirteen colonies, other states didn't become states until there after there were people living in them. So Masonic lodges popped up in the unclaimed territories. <laughs> under the jurisdiction of other grand lodges and then eventually mm -hmm. when a state was formed the lodges in that state would then band together and form a grand lodge interesting so our state has eight lodges that are older than the grand lodge um so anyway one of them is is that old and their building is significantly younger but it's still like 120 30 years old so the seating that they have in there it, it is laughable to watch some of our brothers like try to sit in these chairs and realize how much smaller men used to be. It's yeah. amazing what our modern diet has done for us. I'm a oh. fan of our chairs, though, because they're like all padded and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're nice. They're pretty nice. Hmm. There's a lodge that is under dispensation in Miami, and they got their seats from a movie theater that was closing down. Mm. Yeah. So is it like the director's hall theater, like the high back leather ones, or is it just like the, the regular movie seats? High back leather? What kind of movie theaters, bro? Oh, dude, our theater here, like the one next to where I live, uh, they have like two. So there's two rooms in the theater, 
Uh, they're the director's hall, so it's like an extra dollar fifty or two dollars or something to see a movie in there. Okay. But like when you go in there, the seats are are extra wide, and they're like these leather high backed seats, and they they recline like they're like recliners, and you've got yeah. like extra room for your food and drink and whatnot. Uh, it is it's pretty nifty. Wow. Is like the only way to go to the theater now. So now, like when I want to see a movie, I have to wait and see when it's playing in that particular room, hmm. so I can pay the extra two dollars and sit in the big comfy recliner. We have a movie theater that does it down here, except the tickets are twice the price. Oh, but yeah, I don't know if it's I'd like pay twice. Literally a lazy boy recliner. Like oh, put your feet up. They give you a blanket, brand new blanket in a sealed bag. Probably oh no, this bags, isn't quite that literally, thing. Nick. <laughs> no, these are like if you could imagine like leather office chairs, but bolted to the floor, if that makes sense. <clears throat> and then they recline, and there's like a little bar on the seats in front of you that you can put your feet up on. Hmm. But wow. yeah, they're not they're not that fancy. It's not like a full on lazy boy. It's more like an office chair. Yeah, yeah. So. Now this one is like, like just really comfortable, really thick. Like leans back a little bit. Like you got plenty. Like you got a cup holder, which is amazing. Oh. Hmm. And that seems like the kind of place I would have enjoyed a lot more when I was a you know teenager with a girl. But man, uh -huh. lodge? you bring girls to the lodge, bro? Is that why you live so close to lodge? Oh yeah. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? I mean. Technically, we're supposed to live close to Lodge, but that's just kind of a thing. I mean, I'm not going to bring him to my house. What? what? Yeah, I my guess wife lives here. <laughs> I guess it's good. That is wildly inconvenient for me to do that. I need to join a Lodge closer to me. <laughs> well, Bruce, there is a Lodge uh, substantially closer to you, uh, of which I am also a member. S several, in fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, my uh, T.O. Lodge is, like, you could walk there from, from your place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you never come to see us. It's probably about a mile as, as the uh, crow flies. Or as the, the worshipful walks, yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's mm -hmm. very good. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm closer to our lodge than that. I'm, like, three blocks from the lodge. <laughs> I it's walk really there sometimes close. when like the weather's really nice, like in the late spring, early fall. You go to lodge when you don't have to. Well, I'm the secretary. I always have to go to lodge. Yeah, I guess that's true. Except for when um, he has a kid. No, like on a lodge night, like I'll get my suit on and I'll go for an evening <laughs> stroll over to the lodge. <laughs> Wearing his top hat. Wearing his top hat and smoking a pipe. <laughs> like, Look, mom. Actually, there's a tobacco blend that our local pipe shop guy makes, and it is called Evening Stroll. It's one of my favorites. Of course and then, it is. Everybody's so mean, though, when you do that. They, they drive by, and they call you a giant douche, and like it's... Uh, they throw their sodas out the window at you. Well, that's, that's because you turn your nose up at them. Well, I was smoking a pipe. I didn't... <sighs> you have to turn your nose up. <laughs> Otherwise, the smoke comes up in your eye. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. I've clearly got to the point where there's nothing 
nothing else of substance. Wow. So love it. Now I just keep imagining all this stuff. No, I accidentally went to Facebook. And now everyone's like, I hate Trump. Scroll down. Trump's the best. Scroll down. Yes. Gun it's, laws. <laughs> it's, know, it's, like, it's like a disease. Uh, after our last recording, when I went on my rant about please stop making me defend Donald Trump because I don't want to, I that, that whole subject is part of what inspired me to try the fast. Um, it's, it's, it's worked out. I... I don't have to defend Trump because I don't know what he's doing or not doing. And uh, people tell me horrible or great things and I just smile and nod and because I don't know any different. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure Reddit will be blown up tomorrow. But Also, I found out that uh, that Alan, Alan Combs died and that was when I began my fast. That pushed me over the edge because like, people were talking about you know this really cool talking head. I was actually a big fan of Alan Combs. And uh, then it somehow turned into a Trump tirade. Huh. Like this guy's like eulogy stuff oh. turned into a Trump tirade. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm checking out. <laughs> like I really like this guy. I mean, I hated like every political thing he ever said because he was so wrong about everything he ever talked about. But I just really liked this guy for some reason. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, probably because he had a way of saying things that even though they were wrong, you didn't want to hate him for them. Um, he was, he was, uh, Sean Hannity's arch nemesis for a long time. They had the show together. Oh, really? Yeah. The Hannity and Combs was, was how I got started. And I only watched that show because he was on it. Sure. And then when he left and it was just the Hannity show, I would always flip through the channels in the middle of the night and then scream. You're nothing without Combs. <laughs> and my wife would wake up and hit me because I was being loud. And yeah. Yeah. So yes, he, uh, he will be sorely missed by some of us. Um, and that's, that's really that, that inspired me. So I'm going to see how long the fast can continue before I'm just forcefully drawn back in. I have a feeling since we have lodge on Saturday, that it will be sometime before that. Because I go to Lodge and then people want to say really dumb things about politics. And I, I should probably, I'll probably break down sometime around Friday and try to read up on everything that's happened so that I can tell people to stop being dumb. I feel like we will be too busy Saturday to talk politics. Oh, friend. Oh, please. It's yeah. always time in lots to talk politics. I was like, I know you've been the master for like a whole like four meetings at this point. Um, so you've forgotten what the dining room is actually like. Maybe I misspoke. But... I feel like we will be too busy Saturday to talk about politics. Nice. Mm. I'm wearing your damn top hat Saturday. <laughs> hey, it's up there. You're welcome to it. Might be a few sizes too small, but you know. Then you can get that real douchebag hipster look where you have a hat that's too small so it doesn't actually go cover your head. It just sits on it. <laughs> that's like a thing at work, like the hipsters that have gotten into the fedora craze a little too late, except they're not actually fedoras. And then I try to tell them, like, that's dude, that that's a trilby, and it looks stupid because it's sitting on your head, not covering your head. And you're whatever. Like, you go uh, do 
Yeah, that's that's why I can't wear any of my nice hats because then everybody thinks I'm trying to be hipster. But I really have yeah, it before. So, it was cool. But if you if you got a top hat, hipsters don't wear top hats. I'm just saying. The last person to wear got that wore a top hat got killed, assassinated. Abraham Lincoln. I mean, I knew where you were going. I was trying to come up with something with you, but I'm, I'm spent. You actually had me at a moment. I wasn't sure if I was right or not. I'm like, he did get assassinated, right? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he did. Well, uh, the 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 term that the oh. Southerners like to use was impeached, but um, <laughs> suppose you could say assassinated. That is awful. Yes. Is it too soon? Oh, yeah, too soon. I'm still it. Oh. Okay. Anyway, all right. Oh, Bruce, do you have a calendar date in your Google Calendar about uh, kids being eaten by alligators at Disney World? Uh, what? So I noticed this. Um, so way back when, whenever the hell this happened, where the kid got eaten at Disney World? Eaten or eaten? It was past tense, so shouldn't it be eaten? Uh, he got chowed down on by a crocodile. Or a alligator. Where you're from. Anyway. Uh, the past master was, was starting to make, you know, uh, TikTok gator jokes and whatnot. And everybody said, dude, it's too soon. So he asked when would not be too soon. And someone said a year, 18 months, whatever it was. So he actually sent like a Google calendar <laughs> meeting request to all of us way back no then way. that says, this is the day that it's okay to make kids getting eaten at Disney world jokes. This is the guy, by the way, Nick, that I was talking about earlier in the show yeah. that I thought was messing with me when the other guy wanted to come visit Lodge. This is the kind of thing he does. Now you see why I was dubious. Yes. So anyway, I noticed it on my calendar because I was putting an appointment in for something or another. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then I had to open it. And I was like, oh, yeah. So we have to make it a point to, um, to make alligators eating children jokes that day. Yo, those parents got paid. Yeah, yeah. That mouse showed up in his like Star Wars hovercraft and dished out the money. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna give you a number pad. You just keep typing. <laughs> Stop whatever you want. Don't talk about this on the news anymore. Yeah, I mean, of course, I feel bad for the parents and the kid, and that's sad. But. I mean, yeah. I think I think even oh, Bill what? Gates. No, 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 no. Let's let Nick finish that sentence. Go, go ahead. I think even Bill Gates was like, "Damn, you gave him how much?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Yes. It's, All right. It's, now, that's it's, we're, we're we're officially done. Let's, let's put a ball in that conversation. Yeah. All right. We're 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 out of here before I think I hear sirens already. <laughs> that's a wrap for episode 158 of the After Lodge podcast. Uh, brought to you from the cozy. Not out in the tornadic, tornadoes, tornadic. How would I even say that? Tornadic. Yeah, crazy weather we're having. I'm safe in my my bomb bunker, Google Hangouts, with my good pals Nick and Bruce. Since Tony never joined us. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. More importantly, hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org where you can catch all of our 
Clean show banter, and more importantly, the link to the special super secret live stream. Um, yeah, I think that's it. The best place, of course, to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Um, and I'm also putting in a plug here that we are not getting paid for, which I'm not sure why. Uh, but as most of you know, this is the 300th anniversary of the founding of the Grand Lodge of England. So the guys over from the uh, round guys at a square table uh, podcast are putting together a special gathering. Tickets are $99 to be happening in Washington, D.C. at the George Washington Masonic National Memorial on June 23rd and 24th. Uh, speakers and games and all that fun stuff. So, if you're interested, you can head over to the MasonicRoundtable.com slash 300. You can purchase tickets there and go visit those guys. Not sure if Bruce and I will be making an appearance or not. Uh, maybe we'll surprise you. Maybe we'll mention it on the podcast. So, until next week, brothers, it's good to be back, and we'll see you then. He shook his head, and he said with a smile, what I'm feeling like, that is the power of the car keys. See you later, can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man of the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. You know we'll have a good time then. Since retired, my son's moved away I called him up just the other day I said I'd like to see you if you don't mind He said I'd love to, Dad, if I can find the time You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids are the flu But it's your nice talking to you, Dad It's been your nice talking to you And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me He'd grown up just like me My boy was just like me And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man of the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know